Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 41 of the Building Strength Podcast. I'm your host Theo Lim and today we got a Q&A going on. So if you're new to the podcast, we talk about anything and everything regarding building strength inside the gym, but possibly more importantly, outside of the gym as well. So we are already at episode number 41. That means the year is coming to an end. The goal of the year was 52 episodes and we're well on our way. So it's Thursday afternoon right now. Coming at you from my car. I've got about a 30 minute drive to Mayo Detox and I'll be doing, I'm anticipating this episode to be a bit longer. I've got a lot of good questions this week, so I want to take my time with them. So I'll probably be doing some on the way there and some on the way back home. So Thursday morning, it's beautiful out. Hope you guys are having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great week. It is the fourth quarter of the year. We're, we're here, we made it. Fourth quarter of 2018. So I hope you guys set up a solid 90-day plan that will set you up to finish the year off strong, but more importantly, set you up to start off the next year nice and strong as well. So without further ado, let's get to our first question. Question number one. This is actually asked by my girlfriend um, as we were having our one of our chats about our goals together and what we'd like to do how how i always ask her like how do you picture how do you want life to look like in 10 to 20 years because ultimately that's what we're working towards right so try not to get too caught up in the day-to-day and keep that long-term goal in mind so question number one how did i start writing things down that's a really good question it actually I've never actually thought of that how did I start writing things down I'm gonna say it's because of the powerlifting background the strength training background because when I first started um, I I was lucky enough that I got the right information right away I feel like I got an excellent start to my training career Uh, my gym life my life as a meathead (laughs) so I got the right information I I was I read that in order to make progress you have to track progress so a workout journal from the get-go I had a workout journal and just like that and then again another thing with that is like start writing down goals in terms of lifting so in terms of writing down goals probably like lifting goals was my first experience at writing actual goals down so you know it'd be something simple like uh, when I first started shit like a 225 squat a 225 deadlift a 135 bench those were enough to make 15 year old Theo very happy so of course it was like okay um, log the workouts write goals 
of course you have to then make a game plan on how to achieve those goals because you can't it's not just about writing down on a piece of paper like okay i want a 405 deadlift and suddenly a 405 deadlift is going to happen so you kind of have to you have to figure out a goal you have to reverse engineer from there figure out how to actually attain that goal and from there it's just putting in the reps putting in the work um, another thing, another big thing for me was in university, just like I've talked about this before, all of the classes, I, I had a, I graduated with a Bachelor's of Humanities, like the most general course you could ever take, kind of my jam. So I, I was um, taking anything and everything. And basically my course, the courses I took involved reading books and writing about books reading articles writing about articles lots of so lots of reading lots of um, lots of analyzing lots of insight and then lots of self-reflection and from there it was just like I just got into the habit of writing things down um, and then of course so really it all stemmed from training I started writing things down to track my progress. I started writing goals down to get stronger, to become better at it. And then I, then school came along. I was writing a lot there as well. And then just like since the last 10 years, I've always had, I've always had some kind of journal, some kind of notebook that I would be writing in. And for me, I, I know a lot of people like aren't too keen on writing things down or like they feel like they don't get a whole lot from it but for me like that's writing things down helps me process my thoughts helps me process my ideas as well and for me because I have like I'm a really big dreamer I have a lot of ideas but the execution is where where I'm a bit weaker at. So writing things down on paper really makes the ideas that I have come to life. It makes it more real. And then since then, I've just, as you guys know, I write daily, I write down my daily goals, which is basically my daily schedule. It's things I would have already done, but now I'm just keeping myself more accountable. And then it helps me, it's like a positive feedback loop because okay I write things down I do it I check it off the list I feel good about it and I repeat and it's just this habit I've gotten into the daily goals that were that helped me work towards the weekly goals that helped me work towards the quarterly goals that helped me work towards my yearly goals and ultimately this is the daily goals really just helps me work towards my life goals it's just 1% every day right and this is actually something I, a great podcast I listened to yesterday. Uh, Lewis Howes, his podcast, he had James Clear on the podcast. I'm actually going to link the podcast in the show notes below because it was super, it was super insightful about habits. So he's saying that and this habits are basically the compound interests of self-improvement. So 
he just like what I do nothing major on a day-to-day -day basis just putting in the reps a little bit every single day and it'll all add up right one day it'll just all add up and so he writes that habits and our goals like the habits will help us achieve our goals right but basically I'm trying to remember it now word for word I think he said something like we don't rise to the level of our goals we fall to the level of our systems we don't rise to the level of our goals we fall to the level of our systems and that really resonated with me because that's what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to build better systems in my life um, regarding training, regarding business, regarding my family and my relationships. Just really trying to build better systems that just takes like the guesswork out of everything. So that really resume resonated with me. I really enjoy that because it's true. Like our systems, our daily habits, our daily systems that we implement will guide us to those ultimate goals if we're applying proper habits. So a couple, so over the weekend I did a 90 day plan about what I wanted to, basically how I wanted to finish off the year. And it was like honing in on two or three, two or three really, really big picture items that you wanted to focus on, on the last 90 days of the year. So for me, I really wanted to focus on, I'm in the process of doing like a revamping my website and really, I don't, I've, I haven't had a solid brand image as of like, as of today, I don't have a solid brand image. So that's something I'm really working on. So, and then of course, just the backend systems in terms of my email processes, um, how I, what I'm sending to potential clients or how I'm following up with people. So I really want to get a better hold on that. So basically for me, because that's such a big picture item. Okay. Now let's take that big picture item. What can you do on a daily basis that will help you work towards that? So for me, I'm now a part of my daily goals is 30 minutes of some kind of admin work or business building work that will help me with the processes behind the business, um, the branding, my website. So that for me, I'm just put setting aside 30 minutes daily business building, which is basically like my daily pull-ups. Pull I did daily pull-ups for the whole September. I'm still continuing with it now, but like I saw the results from putting in the reps daily. So it's like, okay, well, why don't you just apply this to business as well? Because obviously it works, right? So I'm doing that now. Um, another thing I really wanted to do is to review the course material of some of the courses that I took over the last year. So again, daily 30 minutes education. Um, so that's now part of, that's something I'm trying to build up in terms of my habits. It's gonna take a little bit, but that's fine. That's just part of the game. And then of course, I'm continuing with my other habits like coach well on a daily basis, perform well, really trying to bring a better performance to my sessions. 
And then, of course, with my own training, daily pull-ups is still in the game. I'm still doing simple and sinister. So if you if you listen to the previous episode, I kind of gave an overview of that. And then, of course, I'm still doing my two days of strength training a week. So that's kind of the daily habits that I'm building up. And it's just... It really is just about self-improvement, right? Like if I'm doing all this because I want to become better. I want to become better as a coach. I want to become better personally. I want to become better like as a business person. All that good stuff, right? So habits, I'm super into. Um, I Again, I'm going to link the show notes below. I think you guys will get a lot out of that episode because I know I did. It's great. So in terms of writing things down, that's why I do it. It's really just building those habits. Oh, one last thing about this. I might be spoiling the episode. I'm basically giving you guys the key things that I took away from it. One thing he said was, habits help to form our identity, our self-image, like how we think about ourselves. Because that's why it's so important to do it on a daily basis. So say me, a habit that I started earlier this year that I for 95% of the time I have down is making my bed so when you put in the practice of say making your bed you're telling yourself that when you make your bed you're telling yourself I'm the kind of person that is organized I'm the kind of person that is clean you know I'm the kind of person that cares about what my house looks like Another example is if you get into the habit of meal prepping, it's that self-image, that feedback that you're giving yourself that I'm the kind of person that cares about my health. I'm the kind of person that prepares ahead of time. Um, Another example, reading. The uh, James Clear, the person who was on Lewis Howe's podcast, he's really big on reading. So within my daily education, that's either going to come through videos or reading. But reading something I really want to get going as well. And I think I've been doing a fairly decent job at getting back into it. So if you set aside 30 minutes a day to read, in your head you're telling yourself, I'm the kind of person that likes to read. I'm the kind of person that likes to improve myself and educate myself. So. That was, I had never thought of that. That was such a powerful part of the podcast where, yeah, it's true. The things you do on a daily basis, you're, you're feeding yourself that like self image of what you, what kind of person you are. So like, if say for me, I'm super into being on time. I like, I never want to be late. And right now I'm going to be 30 minutes early as usual. Well, like 95% of the time, again, there's always a rule. There's always an exception to the rule. But like, I'm going to be 30 minutes early. I'm going to have time to set up. I'm going to have time to get comfortable in the environment. And I'm going to get to like set the tone because I, I was running late two days ago. And man, like I, I was rushing. I wasn't comfortable. Like the tone was just off because I was not there early. 
So for me, like getting somewhere early, okay, I'm the kind of person that likes to get there on time. I'm the kind of person that likes to prepare. So in that way, that's why the daily habits are so important. So in a not so short way, that's how I started writing things down and why I started writing things down. So second question, how do you fuel your body before training? What other ways have you heard of? Um, so fueling my body before training. I'd say with training, I... Sometimes I train fasted, like half the time actually I train pretty, I train fasted. Uh, I'm pretty used to it. So in terms of fuel, that's kind of like, okay, I sleep well the night before, that has to be there and I eat well the day before because if I'm not going to fuel my body the day of or just before the training then I better have done a good job yesterday but one thing I do do is okay in terms of fuel black coffee of course black coffee is a key before training it just hits you so good just the taste of the coffee the warmth that wraps around you and then halfway through the cup it starts to you start to feel it you start to feel a bit more energy you start to feel the blood pumping in your veins and then you have to use the washroom and then you can train <laughs> so black coffee for sure black coffee um, another thing I make sure I hydrate really well hydration is so key guys if you're not hydrating well you're leaving a lot on the table. And I always talk about big, big picture items, right? Hydration is a big picture item. Like if you're taking BCAAs or if you're worried about what kind of pre-workout you're taking but you're not hydrating well, you're stepping over dollars to pick up nickels. I recently learned that uh, and I just, that was the first time I used it, I think. <laughs> okay, so hydration is key and another thing I do if I know I haven't prepared well in terms of my sleep, in terms of my, in terms of my nutrition, I will take like a teaspoon of sea salt, like pink Himalayan sea salt or just regular sea salt, whatever. Because with the salt, it helps you absorb the water that you're about to drink. So in that way, the hydration is more efficient when the sodium is there. So most of the time I'm training fasted, I'm training on coffee and water and sea salt. On the off chance that I have had a meal, like today, I'm going to train after this session when I get home. I'm gonna train about at 2.30 p.m. So this morning I ate around 9.30. So five hours ahead of time. That's a good amount of time ahead but it's only because I ate a lot. I ate a lot of white rice, I had some steak, and I had some baby carrots and edamames. So like, I knew that I would be out of the house until 2, 2.30. So in that way, I just know, I just learned how to plan that, okay, you're gonna be out of the house for this long, how much food should you eat now so that you're gonna be able to sustain until then? Because you don't wanna, get hungry and you have to end up buying something again it just comes down to planning well right building systems into your life so 
in terms of today's fuel, yeah, I had a, um, I had a big meal, I had a re proper meal. I'm gonna have a coffee before I train. And that's how I fuel myself. That's like 80% of my diet right now is rice, steak, and vegetables. If I'm not having that, I'm usually like not eating or I'm eating, no, like I don't even know. 80, 90% of my diet right now is rice, red meat, ground beef or steak and vegetables. That's just how I've been rolling. I've been feeling fantastic. Looking lean, feeling strong, and energy levels are through the roof. Other ways to fuel the body though. Everyone knows that they should have some kind of fuel, whether it's carbohydrates. Me personally, I never did too well like eating a lot of fat before training. Like today I had steak, but that's not something I would have had if I was say training in two hours or even three hours, that's something I'd have if, you know, I have four to five hours to digest. Um, so carbohydrates, like for my clients who are unsure, I always recommend like two bananas is always a solid, a solid thing to have. Um, two bananas, a coffee, some fruits. It really depends on how far out of training you are. And it, de it depends on like what kind of training you're going to do as well whether you're doing like endurance events that require you to be fed for like two, three hours. I'm not too experienced on that. Um, I, my experience is really just like strength training or training in general, like one hour at a time. So with the endurance standpoint, I can't answer that. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna leave it right there. <laughs> so in terms of fueling your body before training, again, it's gonna come down to personal preference because some people digest a lot faster than others. Some people perform well fasted, some people don't. Like some people, like uh, Alex, you're, Alex is the one asking this question. He said he likes to feel a bit bloated before training. Like he likes to have something in his stomach. For me personally, I'm, not like that. I prefer to be a bit hungrier. Um, I prefer to be a bit hungrier because it forces me because like I train and I'm a little hungry and I kind of just want to eat. So then it just forces me to train a little faster. It's like a reminds me of like a hungry, you know, a wolf that hasn't eaten for a long time. They're like they're hungry. They're gonna they're gonna attack. They want their food, right? So it really comes down to personal preference, like a lot of things. And I think the important thing is to try different uh, fuel sources. Like, okay, one day try two bananas. Maybe try just one banana and like an apple. May, may, so just try out different sources because I think you will find something that, that you feel good on. Um, again, I'm not too big on pre-workout. Like I think food should fuel you most of the time. Of course I, I drink coffee. Um, but like pre-workout, classic pre-workouts, lots of, lots of crap in there. Try to stay away from it. Like once in a while. Yeah, it's super fun. But for like the everyday training, you don't need pre-workout every day. And if you need pre-workout every day, 
you need to reconsider what's going on with your sleep, what's going on with your stress management, and of course your nutrition. So I guess the answer to that is try out different sources of fuel and see what you feel like you perform best on. And of course, always take the time timing into consideration. Like maybe, yeah, I feel great on eating steak, rice and uh, steak, rice and veggies. But if I'm going to train in an hour, there is no way I'll just I just will have a coffee. I won't eat and I'll just wait till after training. And I know the question was just about fueling yourself before training, but fueling yourself after training is equally as important, possibly more. So think about your training. Think about the training you do. You're digging yourself into a hole. You basically, we basically dug a hole when we trained. We basically dig a hole when we train. And then by rehydrating, by getting some food in there, by getting some sodium in there, we're filling that hole back up so that we can recover. So just keep that in mind. And we're back from that break. I know on your end, it wasn't really a break, but what I did was I paused it. I paused the recording. I ran a class at Mao Detox Performance. We ran the noon class and now I'll be driving back home. I'm gonna train when I get home, but first things first, gonna finish off this Q&A. So question number three. We got a question about it's starting to get dark in Toronto, starting to get darker earlier. In the morning, it stays dark, it's getting cold. So lack of daylight and its effects on motivation. Huh, that, that is a thing, right? Like seasonal depression is a thing. Um, I'd say in the winter, this is gonna tie into the next question as well, but we'll, we'll address this one first. In the winter, I do make it a point to consume vitamin D3. Um, I don't usually during the summer. I probably should, but I don't. Um, again, I'll address all this in the next question. So I think D3 does help. Supplementing with D3 will help you just because the lack of sunlight might affect our mood, our energy levels. But in terms of motivation, fuck motivation. I'm not really about motivation. I know sometimes it seems like that, but really I'm about building systems, staying disciplined and making it happen. But that is actually something interesting I've been uh, listening and reading about is, is how discipline and motivation aren't, no, sorry. Everyone knows that motivation's uh, temporary. So another thing that we try to push or I try to push is that discipline and willpower is what we need more of, not motivation. But interestingly enough, some, I don't know who the author is, but I've come across a lot of this content recently where they're, the person was saying discipline and willpower isn't as awesome as, it's, as we've made it sound. Actually, what matters the most is environment. So place yourself in an environment 
that will just facilitate you doing the things you want to do. So for example, say the people you hang out with or your workplace or your school or wherever, wherever you spend a lot of time or whoever you spend a lot of time with, make sure those are people who want to better themselves as much as you do because that's the environment is going to play a big role in that so say you know they always say the five people closest to you is basically um you know that's how you're going to act or that's how you're going to be which i mostly agree with so in that regard it's like okay put yourself in an environment where the people are also driven and then that will drive you to also um, move forward and progress and strive for towards your goals so in terms of lack of daylight getting dark in the winter and vitamin d3 in terms of staying motivated make sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people that have the that have a similar mindset as you and that environment will um, motivate you or push you to become better. All right, question number four, we got, do you take any supplements, powders, vitamins, anything that you take on a regular basis? So as I just said, I suck. I've always sucked at taking supplements. Like I just, like that's just never something I was able to uh, build into my lifestyle. Like I have all the supplements that I want to take. I have the D3, I have the magnesium. So let me tell you the ones that are in general, like these are the ones that are recommended for general health. Uh, vitamin D3, magnesium, uh, creatine is another good one. Um, zinc is good. So really those four I think are like the solid ones. Uh, so magnesium, D3, creatine, zinc. Um, the one thing I do use is I do use protein powder. Um, I I use it when I make shakes. So I, I rarely, I don't know when the last time I just had like water and protein powder, but I have like, when I make my shakes, I'm gonna have one later. I do blueberries, I do bananas, and then I have chocolate protein powder. And then of course I add um, sea salt because I usually have the shake uh, post-workout, so I just want to rehydrate and refuel my body. So there, I do use protein powder. Uh, nothing special, I use My Protein. The company's called My Protein. I've used them for years now. It's just their price point is freaking awesome. I think I buy like a, an 11 pound bag, and it's usually like $70 Canadian. So check out my protein if you're looking for a solid protein source. And again, I personally don't take any supplements. Um, not that I don't think they work, because clearly I think they work because I bought them all. I have the zinc, I have the magnesium, I have the D3, I have the creatine, and I just simply don't take them. Um, I do think, I do want to get into 
doing more regular blood tests because although I feel like I eat a balanced diet, I feel like I get vegetables, I feel like I get a good balanced profile from my diet, I know that there are probably deficiencies that I'm not aware of that could be sorted out quite easily. I think that's one thing that has made a big advancement in just in science in general, but I think the ability to go get a blood test um, and know what you want to test for and then seeing those results. And I think now with the information out there, you can self-correct a couple things because I've heard of people like, oh, they're just low on simple things, low on magnesium, boom, just supplement magnesium, low on D3, okay, supplement D3, low on potassium, stuff like that. So I hope that answers the question. I hope I was able to help with that. All right, a little bit of a turn in topic. Are you planning to buy a house? Because the market in Toronto is crazy. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, yes, the market in Toronto is crazy. Whether I want to buy a house or not, I'm not quite sure yet. Um, I, I'm not too attached to the idea of having to have a house. I know a lot of people are into that. I'm personally not too concerned about that at all. Um, so in terms of buying a house, personally, I'm, I don't care too much. What I do care about is having the ability to own a house. So for me, that's what matters more. That's what I'm into. Like, I don't, I don't need to own the nicest car, but I want to have the ability to buy the car if I really wanted to. So basically, I'm saying I want to have the money to buy it, but I don't necessarily need to own it. Um, I'm also, I think a lot of people in Toronto are, are doing this where you just end up renting at like a slightly lower cost than what you would pay to own a house. And then it, from there, it's just being about diligent with saving and investing your money. Because real estate, although it's a great way to multiply your money, it's not the only way, right? So I think renting is an option. I don't think renting is, some people might say renting is a waste of money. I don't look at it that way. You're still paying for a roof over your head. You're still paying for a place to live. Um, there is one more thing here about the real estate. Oh yes, I do want to, so with my, I know I mentioned earlier, I'm rebranding, I'm revamping my website. I do want to push my online business a lot more. That's something that I'm going to be pushing aggressively once I get it all in place. So a cheap plug, if anyone's interested in some online training, hit me up because we'll make it happen, we'll make gains. I know some of you guys might be too far to train with me or our schedules don't align. I can still help you out online. So with that being said, I think a great option, I think a great thing about the internet is to build the online business. And then if you're able to successfully build an online business, you can, you have the ability, you have the option to move elsewhere. So I think that's a great option. I've seen a couple of my peers do that where they've moved to like, one girl moved to Mexico. One of my clients right now is considering moving to like Bali or Indonesia. 
because he does um, his businesses online as well. Uh, he, he works remotely. So I think that's a great advantage as well. So I do want to build on that just so I can have that option of living remotely. Because if we're talking about housing prices, you can go to a lot of other places outside of Toronto. It doesn't have to be in Ontario. I mean, just in general, you can go to a lot of other places, throw down 300 grand and get a ball in house. You Like here in Toronto, you're spending a million for like an average house, not even guaranteed to be awesome. So that's also something that's been on my mind. So no, I'm not looking to buy one immediately. It's in the cards, like I'm not 100% sure yet, but I'm not too attached to the idea. All right, last question of the day. Why are you so big into training barefoot? <laughs> so you guys, if you guys watch my Instagram videos, I'm pretty much barefoot all the time. Not all the time, when I train, I'm barefoot. Um, I try to wear flat shoes most of the time. Chuck Taylors, um, nothing, too, nothing with too much support. So here's the rationale behind it. With our feet, when we're wearing regular running shoes or just shoes with a lot of support, I look at it like a brace, like an ankle brace or a knee brace because, because there's so much support, your foot doesn't actually have to do anything or you feel like it doesn't have to do anything because it's so comfortable. So for me, what I found before I knew anything about the feet, I didn't know my feet were collapsing in. Like that's just not something I was aware of. So my feet were collapsing in whenever I wore shoes. My knees were pretty much like buckling in. And one of the physiotherapists I work with, John Lee, he pointed that out to me. And he told me like I need to fix my feet. So that's just something I've been more aware of um, when I'm wearing shoes, just like not letting my feet collapse, making sure my feet are still engaged and active. So in terms of training, I really try to get most of my clients to train barefoot or at least warm up barefoot. When we're squatting or deadlifting, we're doing that barefoot unless they have like flat shoes. In terms of lifting, it's just for like, you just feel the ground a, li a lot better. You have a lot more support and you can actually drive through the heel a lot better. But in terms of regular, regular life, I try to stay in flat shoes a lot. It just, um, I just feel better. Kelly Starrett, uh, author of Supple Leopard, says that if you have children, try to keep them, try to do them a favor, give them flat shoes just because it'll help them develop their feet better. It'll help them develop their arches, etc. So that's why I train barefoot. And I like, I like training barefoot. I like walking around barefoot. I've been experimenting with walking around barefoot a little more, just like on pavement, on grass, whatever. Um, I'm into that. I'm inside, I'm a hippie. Maybe on the outside too, I don't really know. So that's why I train barefoot. I like it. I think it um, helps my feet. It keeps my feet active and it helps me be aware of the feet, really. So I hope all of that was helpful. I hope you guys took away a couple things. 
really, I'm going to link the show notes to that podcast on habits. Check that out. Um, I'm going to, if anyone wants, I'm going to link my protein as well, because why not? I'm into that. I'm into them. Big believer. So I'm going to link those two. Check it out. Again, if anyone's interested in some online training, some online coaching, we can make that happen. Shoot me an email. I always uh, leave my email in the show notes as well. With that being said, again, I hope you guys took away a lot from this. I hope you got, I really enjoyed the portion on habits. So I hope, I really hope uh, you guys got something from this. Until next week. Peace.